This is Hard Tackle. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hard Tackle. So we just put out the, the last episode. Copa America finals review and the Euros final. It didn't go to home. It went to Rome. And Messi finally won an international trophy. So if you know one listen to that episode, it's available. You can go and go listen to that. But in a this senior episode... international trophy. Yeah. Senior. All right. Sorry. So in, in this episode, we're going to go over now. There were many great performances in the Euro and the Copa America. So we're just going to... Everybody pick their best. 11 for the euros and we had two panelists pick the best 11 for the copa so what we're gonna do we're gonna go into those lineups now we're gonna see if we can make if we can build a team out of that and release it on ig for you the high tackle team of the euros but this is just a part to show you how the thinking that that went into each man picking whatever player they chose to be on their team so the whole panel is here craig javar and kadim and taj so go get right into it. So we're going to start with Euros and then we end with Copa. So, Chong, I'm going to ask you if you just give us a rundown of the 11 players you chose to be in your Euros team, 4-3-3 formation, and give you a little, a little reasoning on to why you chose those players. All right, no problem. Bless up again, everybody. Um, I'm going to make this um, short and spicy. I won't spend too long on it, you know? In goal, then I'm, of course. My keep at the tournament. Um, I think that's self-explanatory. And I don't think I really need to dwell on that. Um, Walker was impressive. Um, for England, the entire tournament. So he gets picked from my right back. The Italian um defensive pairing, Bonucci and Kilini. Um, Mahil um has been impressive for me. So he gets the left back slot. Field three, it's um Declan Rice, Paul Pogba, and Pedri. Um, Paul Pogba. Could have been played at the tournament up until that Switzerland game. Um, even in that game, he was excellent, but he was at fault for leading to um, the Switzerland equalizer. So that's why I kind of um, lose some points for me. But Paul Pogba, nonetheless, Declan Rice, um, one of the few England midfielders that I actually admire. So he gets a spot. And Pedri, um, we spoke about. I spoke about him in the la- in in the last part. This man is not eighteen year. Old. Not, not an 18-year-old footballer. This man is way too mature for his age. His game is way too mature. And for the front three, it's um, Keza, that Italian racket, Insegna, and the great man himself, Sierra 7. I think he's still leading goal scorer at the tournament. So that speaks for itself. So that's it for me. All right, bless up for that, Chong. Yes, he is the leading goal scorer, joint with Patrick Sheik, if you're not counting the own goals. So bless up for that, Chong. That's a decent team. Anybody have anything to say about the team? Um, just ju- just one thing. I think Mela, the left back, obviously a very good performance, but we might see a lot of variations there because we had a lot of different left backs playing extremely well in this series. But very good side, very good side. All right, yeah, I don't have no gripes with that side. The all of those players had great euros. So, Cad, since you, since you just spoke, we're gonna make you go next with your team. Give it a one run through. All right, so then a rumor, no explanation needed. The best goalkeeper at the euros, right back. So how I chose my side was some, as I said, left back had a lot of um, candidates. Um, not so much for for right back. So I compared Sufal, who plays for Czech Republic, and West Ham, and Denzel Dumfries and Giovanni De Lorenzo. And the person who came out on top for me was De Lorenzo. He has the most tackles and interceptions out of all of those um, right backs that I listed. Sufal is great defensively as well, but I just don't think he's capable of giving me that attacking impetus. And Denzel Dumfries was used as a right wing back. And I think he is um, susceptible 
to that defensive lap. So I, I have to give it to Di Lorenzo from Italy. My centre-back pairing, it's a little bit hard for, for Dislodge, Bonucci and Kielin because they are the perfect, perfect centre-back pairing. But I am going to separate them. And my right centre-back is going to be Simon Kier. Uh, it's kind of hard pronouncing that word, but when you know who may I talk. So I compared Kier um, among... Kielini, Kier, yeah, thank you, Sample. Kielini, Maguire, and Bonucci. And Kier actually came out on top with the most tackles and interceptions and the most um, press. We all know Bonucci's style. He has the least amount of tackles, but he's very um, progressive with his passes, especially the long passes. And to partner Kier is going to be Bonucci's partner, uh, which is Kielini. He's just a big block standing in front of the goal, always. And Donnarumma is the goalkeeper of the tournament. But you have to big up Chiellini um, as well because he has a lot of blocked shots. So um, De Lorenzo, Simon Kier, and Giorgio Chiellini. For the left back, I'm not going with Mayla. I'm actually going with someone who is tried and tested, someone who's passing is, you don't need to question it, someone who is capable of going up and down that left wing and I have to give that to Jordi Alba. He was not at fault for Spain for anything at all. He remained a constant outlet on that left hand side. Um, I compared him uh, with Mela, Luxa and Spinazzola. And I just think that Spinazzola is great attacking-wise, but I'm not seeing enough from him defensively because the Italian side doesn't really need much defensive work from him. So I really think Jordi Alba is the more um, rounded figure. Now, on to midfield, I'm going to go with Busquets because he is the best defensive midfielder, whether you need someone to make passes from deep or you need someone to protect your center backs and your goalkeeper and your goal. And I know when, when Jorginho scored that, that penalty, persons were saying maybe one of the better center backs, I mean, defensive, central defensive mids, currently on form, but I just don't buy that. I don't buy that because Jorginho was dribbled past six times in that semi-final encounter with Spain. And it leads me to wonder, was he the main reason why Spain was so free-flowing and breaking the line so easily in that first half? And maybe because the most driven pass player in the Euro is ding-dong, Jorginho. So as a defensive midfielder, I cannot put somebody who is good at passing, good at taking a penalty, but sucks at defending, sucks at making interceptions, Sucks at making tackles. He's really good at getting dribble part because he's not very mobile like that. So I have to stick with um, Sergio Busquets. Right centre mid and left centre mid, um, Pogba and Pedri. Pedri, meaning Pogba, as as Chung said, could have been the player at the tournament, but he was um, disqualified by Switzerland. Pedri, everybody know him passing. I don't need to go over that. Just one thing I need to say, shot creating action. So whether a dribble, or a pass that you, the player, do leads to a shot for your team. Person that is leading that category is Pedri. He creates so many chances, so many chances for those Spanish players, whether it be Olmo, Moreno, um, or Oyarzabal. Minini Mina decide for create chances. And for the front three, I think this was the hardest part. But the front three, I have to go with um, the right winger is. Kiesa, the man play with Grenade in shoes. It's as simple as that, and I don't need to say anything. He scores goals, whether it would be left foot, right foot, or head. He makes assists, and he's also 
an engine on that left or, or right flank. For the left side, though, I'm playing with Insignia because he's the second person that has the most shots created um, in the Euros. So Pedro first with 27 and Insignia second with 25. So he creates a lot of chances. And he also scores goals as well. And for my striker, I am choosing the most clinical player in the Euros. And that is Mr. Patrick um, Schick. Unfortunately, he won't get the golden boot for the tournament because he's leveled with CR7. And CR7 got it because he has more assists. But let's be real. CR7 is not a striker. And so for my striker, I'm going with Schick. And that is my side. I think it's a very good side. All right, yeah. Not much to... To, yeah, very balanced. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make a case for Georgina when my time comes, though. All right, so Taj, Yo. give it a rundown. All right, so in goal, of course, I have Donnarumma. I, I was, it, it was either between him or, or Soma which, um, for Switzerland, but I mean, Donnarumma has reached this far and has been excellent, not just in the penalty um, shootout, but against Spain as well. And yeah, it's hard to argue against Donnarumma. Solid, solid. Um, now I, I chose a four three three, of course, but I, I set up mine in a way where the wing backs attack, but I'll go through it. So and um for right back, I have Joshua Kimmich. He I think was one of the, the, the more impressive players for Germany. Now, unfortunately, we know what happened to Germany, but that was hardly the fault of Kimmich, who marshaled that defense and when he needed to came into um CDM play. And in my team, I think that's what I would have him do run up and down and also form a, a, a nice little CDM combo with the with my actual CDM which I'm gonna get to now on left back I have blind daily blind and for the same reason um Netherlands came into this competition without a proper um center back without proper center backs you know what happened with Virgil van Dijk and of course Matthijs the league came in late and looked well uh, it was excellent for the first match but the main force in defense as as well as having a uh, person was an attack attacking impetus was daily blind so i can't overlook him I, I was impressed this season with him now from a center back pairings for the first center back is actually a right back but i've seen when england plays um a back three he takes up the space on the right and he does well and he did well against Germany. And that's Kyle Walker. I chose Kyle Walker there because on my team, that's who I choose right there. If Kimmich is gone, he's gone further up. So I chose Kyle Walker and he has been excellent in every single match. Uh, there's not a bad match Kyle Walker had. Um, and beside him, I of course, have Bonucci. You know. Bonucci, I think, played the most minutes out of the two centre-backs for Italy. So that's really one of the reasons why I gave him. So I'm giving Bonucci the nod over Chiellini. At the same midfield as Cards, CDM is Busquets, Sergio Busquets, who was just sublime, almost perfect. The only problem I have with Busquets is the same problem I've ever had with him. is a lack of pace, which is where Kimmich could have come in and helped. But um, otherwise, someone once said it, if you watch an entire match, you won't see Busquets. But if you watch Busquets, you will see the entire match. 
he controls everything. Yeah, yeah. Vincent de Busquets. And Busquets is just the god of all CDMs, in, especially in this tournament. And the pairings beside him, of course, Pedri. No one can really argue against Pedri here. Has far to go. Uh, it's just class, pure class. And then the other the other midfielder is Paul Pogba. And I think you and I, and well, I think everybody on this pod should agree that he was the best player on France. No. And they even went up 3-1. So even in defeat, they still looked like uh, a top team. They, they looked like an impressive team, uh, a formidable team. Um, so I have to choose Pogba. For my strikers or attackers, Kiesa on the right. Y'all know what I thought. I think about Kiesa, of course. Ever since the season start with Juventus, he has just been the engine to Juventus. And in this competition, I'm glad that I'm glad to see that he also will do this for his country, just like his father, who was also one of Italy's best players. Um, he's yeah, he is he's doing his his father's work, and that is that's always good when 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 the son is following in the father's footsteps. I know he has a title of his own. So big up Frederico Chiesa, your father is proud of you. On the left, Raheem Sterling. All right, now all the diving aside, this has been um I don't want to say coming out party. Wipe on that, but given the season that he has had at Manchester City, it's good to see that the ending chapter. For Ryan Sterling was brilliant, was bright. So I'm choosing Ryan Sterling. I know for center attacker, central attacker, I chose the guy who has the most open, open play goals, and that's Karim Benzema, who many were questioning and doubting this man since um uh Desham came to his senses and said, All right, let me put personal feelings aside and select this man. And he has been scrutinized by the media. The media has pressured him to keep thanking Deschamps over and over. And they were wondering whether or not he can fit in with the team who has won the World Cup. Now, this team that has dropped out, we can all agree that it had nothing to do with Benzema. This man came and he did his job. He scored goals. I think four of them. And all from... Just, and- just for... Just for- he actually scored yeah, four goals, but um, three of them were open play. And Hurricane, open and, play. Hurricane and Patrick Schick has four from open play. So those two are a bit ahead of him. Okay, fair enough. But um, largely unimpressed with, with um, Hurricane. Schick, I, I probably could have put him there as well. But um, I'm, I'm, choosing, for your good option. I, I'm choosing I'm choosing him because, because of how dynamic he is. And he didn't, he didn't get a chance to train long and fit in with this team like Giroud did and, and the others did. And he still came and he did his job and he had two clutch goals um in one match. And yeah, it's just, for me, outstanding. So that's my team. That's my team. And I'm confident that this is the best team. Okay, all right. Um, Anybody have anything to say on that, on that team? Eh? Uh, it's just the wing box for me, to tell you the truth. But other than that, it's fine. Like Between but Daily Blend or Kimmich? Well, both, both of them because okay. Kimmich, Kimmich, even though he can play right back, he needs to be in the middle. And Yeah, yeah but that's why I chose him, you know. But yeah, I get what you're saying. He's, he's the only, the other defenders them slow. So he was the 
the man who could run up and down and do it. Oh, and do it the, the left back, um, Daily Blin for me. I just think there has, has been better individual performances at left back than um, Daily Blin. But he's also did, a very good but did they have the But did they have the support beside them? No, I agree with Because Daily Blin did not have the I can, support. I can, I, can, I can go one further and say Daily Blin didn't even play left back at this tournament. He played left center back. Yeah, but he's a left. Good player, but at, in this tournament, I think there has been better performances coming from the left. Yeah, I would have picked Mela. Yeah. I would have picked Paris Spinazzola. Luke Shaw was great too. I uh, was thinking of Mela too. No, I, was, I wasn't I choosing Spinazzola. Yeah, Luke Shaw probably and Mela. Yeah, you're right. And and yeah. I, I wouldn't have put Kyle Walker as centre-back. I, I I get why I do it in the back three, but I would have rather put Kyle Walker at the right-back because he was a very decent right-back in the tournament. Mm, he, was, he was definitely a right, decent right-back. All right, so... Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Javarin, I go, um, you, you go go next and then I will do mine last. Go on, Javarin. This should be good. All right. So I actually, I just went to that three, four. Three, Javarin, four, why two. not stick with the that... four? <laughs> no, no, no. Let me explain. Let me explain. All right. If I'm, if, if I'm going with, with four, three, three and I have to pick two center backs, all right, just, just drop, just drop in, um, don't freeze at right back. But because I was going from, going from more of a Coverciano approach where I would pick the best available players as opposed to trying to fit everybody in a system a la Guardiola. So my three centre-backs would be I'd have Kyle Walker, Chiellini and Maguire. Yes, Slabid has been outstanding in the game that he's been fitting and he's been a welcome addition obviously to Southgate's outfit. And for the four now, it was always a problem because I needed to put um, Calvin Phillips in it out wide even though it would make more sense for him to, to be in, in a defensive role. But sometimes you have to be conservative and, and hope that the, the attackers can do enough. So I would put Busquets behind the front, the three-man midfield of Phillips, as I said, Calvin Phillips, leads his run-up and down man, and Pedri, as well as Finazola at um, left centre, at, at left wing back. And then for the front three, you know, I'd have Schick up front, Sterling, and then Kiesa. Um, If... If I, if I were afforded a bit more flexibility, I would probably do away with Sheik and just use Chiesa and uh, Insigne. But for number nine, I'd go with Sheik. So it's, and for goalkeeper, I, I'd use Simon. I don't know why anybody picking that room. And I, I'm surprised, but not that, not that surprised, probably because he, he would have been he would have been the best young goalkeeper. And Simon would have been the best over 23 goalkeeper, in all my right. opinion. Um, and Simon, all right, in the game where Spain and Spain yeah. and Spain and um, Italy played, for instance, Simon to me seems seem, stood out more. And all right, look at the goals that Donnarumma has conceded in with the one with that uh, the Juventus talisman scored. Uh, Morata, he gambled on which side Alvaro would have placed a shot. Creditable to a degree, but you want a keeper to sometimes wait. And again, he would have gambled today in the Euros. So these are these, these are some caustic gambles. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always saying that if you're losing a match due to goalkeeping, then you have other issues. But sometimes in a tight game, a finals, for instance, a semi-final, you don't want your goalkeeper to be making gambles. You want them to, to do just enough. And that aroma can be bullied this because in the game against Spain, for whatever reason, he was fouled more than double that number of times that Simon Simon was fouled. Simon catches the ball and releases the ball as quickly as possible. And he had a slightly higher pass percentage, which can be down to the fact that 
Spain, Spain, Spain plays it short, but even in the long passes, his 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 long pass percentage was, was slightly higher. Simone, Donnarumma would have been a few penalty shootouts. He'd have saved a few, but Simone to me, even then, in, in terms of goalkeeping, I'd, I'd, I'd pick Simone. So that's the only issue, that's the only dispute I would, I would, I would have everybody else's selection. But otherwise, the, the usual suspects. Alright, listeners, we we I uh, specifically asked the panelists to do a four three three formation, but um as expected, Javan didn't 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 do that. He came with his three four three. Alright, so no, but I would I would pick Dumfries if I if, if I had to in as a right back, and I would take out Kyle Walker and replace him with Maguire. Okay. So it's Kialini and Maguire if, if it was a four three three, and I would drop. Then I would have to drop Calvin Phillips because Busquets would would be. The, the defensive mid and put him alongside Pedro and Insigne. Okay. All right. So, anybody wants to take a crack at that lineup? That's not, a world opening team. Not, not with the lineup, but I just want to say it was extremely hard for me to leave out Sterling. I realize everybody has Sterling, nothing except for Chung. And I guess what Matteo have, but it was really, really, really hard for me to, to, to leave out Sterling. I know in the previous part I said that he's probably one of the players of the season, but just never match into the squad. Sorry about that, Ryan. <laughs> No, but that makes sense. I one today, just and, and even today, he was he was still he still hold the ball well. He was he was still trying to deceive the referee without get, get, getting yellow carded. All of that counts, you know? Yeah, but I just think what Kiesa and Insignia does and offers is more than what Sterling is offering. All right, so okay, Javan, thanks for that. So all right, so now it's my turn. I'm gonna go through my team. I also chose Donnarumma as the goalkeeper. Um, I'm not sure if everybody's aware as yet, but Donnarumma didn't win goalkeeper at the tournament. He won player of the entire tournament. So it, that's a testament to how he good was he has as been. surprised as he as everybody. Yeah, but it is a testament to how good he has been in this tournament. He only conceded three goals, and I think the goals he conceded, including the Marata one, is not down to him. It's not his fault. Marata was a very cute, very agile finish. A very an orthodox finish that no goalkeeper would really anticipate that kind of that kind of effort. Yeah, and I also think that Donnarumma made a couple of saves that I can remember very well as being possibly what can be counted as saves at the tournament. I remember one from De Bruyne in the Belgium-Italy match that was just spectacular. And I think he has been a solid, he, he controlled most of the set pieces that he got. And it's just been a solid, great performance. I mean, Gigi Buffon would have been proud to go through an entire tournament like that. So big up to Donnarumma, he's my keeper. For my right back, I went with Dumfries. Um, before Netherlands, I know, I know Netherlands played a back five and Dumfries was Dumfries was just a, a long buster um, as a right wing back so I couldn't I couldn't not put him as my right back because what he gives in attacking output is just spectacular he was the attacking driving force of that entire Netherlands side until they got knocked out Dumfries for me goes into right back from a centre back pairing I agree with Kadim that it's hard to break up Bonucci and Chiellini but I did as well I kept Bonucci for obvious reasons Rolls Royce defender clean very tactically intelligent everything that you would want in a, in a defensive leader Bonucci was that but the other defensive player the other centre-back I gave it to was Kier for Denmark not even counting his heroic captaincy in that match when, when that incident happened to Ericsson he was a very good defender in this entire tournament very good he was a defensive leader for that Denmark side who reached the semi-finals and that to me, just edges Chiellini's performance for Italy. For left-back, I also went with another Danish player, Mela. I think he was spectacular. It was a very close call between him and Luke Shaw because especially Luke Shaw's performance in the finals, scoring the goal, Luke Shaw was great in this entire tournament. But 
I just gave the edge to Mailer because I just believe that he... There's certain players that you expect certain performances from and Mailer was a surprise. Nobody knew of Mailer, I don't think, coming into this Euros. But everybody knows of him now. From a CDM, I understand Busquets. I understand why a lot of you guys chose Busquets. Best defensive midfielder of this generation, in my opinion. Kante is a close second, but Busquets is just everything that I want in a player who can read the game. Read the game, stuff, snuff out any chances and start attacks. Perfect. But I gave it to Georgina, and I think Georgina was better in this tournament. Kadim mentioned that Georgina was the most dribble pass, pass player in the, what you said, the finals today and the semi-finals. Semi-finals against Spain, he was the most dribble pass player. Yes, and bearing Mind, he's a defensive player. So, in okay. the semi-finals, in the semi-finals versus Spain, he was dribbled past six times, and that was the most for any um, player in any individual match. And he's also the tournament-leading most dribbled pass player with fourteen dribbles over. And he's a defensive player, right? He's and he's a defensive mid. All right, thanks for that input. So I also went to stats for why I chose Georgina. Yes, Georgina was the most dribbled pass, but Georgina also had the most interceptions for the entire Euros of any player. The most interceptions out of every player at Euros was Georgina. What are one of the things you want a defensive midfielder to be able to can do? Intercept passes. And not only that, he also has the record for the most interceptions made in a single match, which is seven. And that match is the same Spain match. Yes, he was dribbled pass, but he also put up great numbers for interceptions as well. And other than that, he was the driving force in the midfield for Italy. He started all of, most of the attacks. If you think of the best midfielder out of all of the Italian midfielders, it was Georgina. And if you think about a lot of the matches that Italy won, they won it in the midfield. All right, so for my other two midfielders, Pedro, self-explanatory. Amazing. Next coming of Iniesta. 18-year-old. Brilliant. Brilliant. This entire tournament was a ticking driving force of Spain and big, big things expected from him going forward. Barella is also, was also my next choice. I get everybody's choice at Pogba, but I just believe that Barella was also great. Not as noticeable. As, as other midfielders, but he was he was spectacular. He didn't have the greatest finals, but other than that, world class. And from a fun tree, I went with Sterling. He scored basically all the goals that England were able to score in this tournament. He was a key factor in everything, whether good or bad, in getting England over the line. So I think Sterling deserves to be in the team, 100%. CR7, yes, some people might say he's not an out-and-out striker, but he did play striking in the striking role for Portugal. There was only one goal that Portugal scored that Ronaldo did not play a part in them scoring it. So that is why I gave him. And then the other player, Chiesa, Rocket, incredible, came up trumps for Italy, dug them out of many graves. So he also gets into my side. So that is my team, guys. Any, any objections? Can you imagine how great defensively Jorginho would be if you added all of those um, times you were dribbled past to his tackles and, and interceptions? So right then and there, it's still just highlighting his defensive um, lapses. And also for for your your main striker, CR7, yes, he had a, had a goal in, had a hand in all, if not most, uh, Portugal goals. But how many were not penalties? Just two, just two. So that's why I gave it to Shika as well. But other than that, good team. Yeah, I have the same criticisms as well. But yeah, otherwise, good list. I don't know how Georgina would reach in a team when it cause more cause let me be, be honest. After those stats, especially with the ones with the more likely they were done over 90 minutes against tired legs deep into the game. So should it be should it be counted fairly? I don't think so. Yeah, it should because if you so you're talking you're talking about Jorginho's um 
tackles and, and interceptions. That's the one you're talking about. Yeah. Per 90. Well, yeah, I don't know what is per 90. Mateo, Mateo, um, Mateo was right because per 90 is not it's not highest, but per 90 tackles and interceptions, he has 4.223, which is not the best, but is far from mm-hmm. average. So it is up there with some of the better ones. But if you take away but the it's per kind 90 of in how, how, how often he's been run past because exactly, exactly. I didn't even notice because I just I, I, I just thought he played as a as a, as a central mid. Never know said in my defensive midfielder. He's a defensive mid. Yeah, so him can tackle and intercept, but just not so good because the, the fact is he's dribbled past a whole lot. Yeah, the only thing I like about Georgina, the only thing I like about Georgina was that penalty still. So yeah, but Busquets slow, but Busquets not get Ninety-two percent um, passing accuracy. Uh, Busquets. Wait, why no, no, listen. If you if you if if we're talking about who is a better defensive midfielder overall, you know, hundred no, percent is Busquets. Yeah, in this competition, worse like how Jardina is 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 now the is now the champion, and he was a key. Wait, what? Very. He was a very key member of the Italian side in how they got there, controlling the ball. Controlling the ball in the midfield, controlling the pressure, everything. I think the only match that Georgina looked shaky in this entire tournament was against Spain. And to still end Spain. up with the most... Yeah, yeah because Spain, Spain, Spain dealt with Italy. Not just Georgina, the whole midfield of Italy. Spain ran them ragged. None of the Italian midfielders looked particularly great in that match. They were done in midfield. But I think to still come away from that with still the most interceptions in the entire Euros for that particular match alone, it shows you how much work him he had to put in in that match, how much effort he put in. And okay, I get you, I get you. That 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 to me is why I just put him over the line. But as I said a million times already, no problem with Busquets greatness. What was your favorite match at Euros? Um, favorite match, favorite match for me was uh, Italy v Spain. Um, it was one of the most competitive games that I've seen in the entire tournament, and Spain looked like Spain, and I really like that. Um, and Italy, um, they were so good coming into this game, but Spain were that um better that they made Italy look small. So it was, I just love the com- the competitiveness about that game. So that was one of the favorite matches for me. Yeah, man, that's good. Taj, go ahead. Favorite match at the tournament. Mm. That why that tough. Um, all right, Spain and Croatia, Spain versus Croatia. Um, it's either between them or, or Belgium and, and Italy. One of those between one of those two, but I, I, I would have said, based on I would have said, I'd have stick with Spain and Switzerland. Let me end with that because it yeah, was, Spain and Croatia, I mean, it was so up and down. Croatia, I mean, sorry, that was so up and down. All right, yeah, so I, I'll choose, I'll choose them. Yeah, that was a good match. Ended 5-3 to Spain. Cards, what was your favourite match of the Euro? Yeah, so I was about to say Italy-Spain because it had everything, quality, tackling, penalties, extra time. But if you really want a show up and down with emotions and everything, you have to go with France and Switzerland. I mean, the type of goals that were scored, the individual performances, especially from Pogba and, and Jan Sommer. I never have a horse in that race and I enjoyed watching every single minute of that one. agree with you, Cards, because I... England was not the team I wanted to win this tournament. France is my side. England just became it after that. And that match was just emotions throughout France versus Switzerland. So I, I totally get that. I would have picked that as my match of the tournament as well. All right. So Javarin, what is your favorite match? I, I can't really go against the grade because those two matches, as I say, especially the, 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 the Mediterranean Derby, that was the final. That, 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 that was the final. I agree with, so, you that, with that, but we're talking exciting, our best match. That, you think that's it? Yeah. 
Craig, I'm going to circle back to you. Favorite moment? So it could be a goal, could be a tackle as Javier. Um, favorite? Yeah, go ahead. It could be anything um, that happened in the Euros, right? Anything. Yeah, man. No, nothing can um, top the successful um, revival of Ericsson. That was my favorite moment at the entire Euros. When we got the news that he was okay, he would be okay. Yeah, that's not very hard for beat. Anybody have anything different from that? Boy, to tell you the truth, the amount of football happened. Honestly, me didn't even forget about it because he's still here. I mean, if it was worse, I don't think it would have come out of our minds. Um, so quickly, but it's hard to go over that, but it's kind of hard to escape the disappointment and the tears and the anger that the English fans and players are currently going through. And I'm just loving yeah. it. I'm loving yeah. it. And I'm glad that the Euros is in Rome where it belongs. And that was just the moment for me. And unfortunately, Saka missed that penalty. And that is the loudest I've shouted in quite some time. So <laughs> that's the moment for me. All right, so I have, okay. Go on, go on I said I have three. So the first one is the one that Craig mentioned. Um, Yeah, that's impressive. It's hard to top. But um, other football moments for me was, yeah, the, the despair that England is going through now. It's yeah, the tears that they sustain me. I love that. And of course, uh, Morata, um, redemption in the same Croatia match. After being threatened and, and all of that, he came and scored the winning goal in um, extra time and si- sort of silenced the doubters. So that was a very important moment for me as well. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, Java, yeah. favorite moment? Well, Kielin for me Kielini has had more than one but the foul and soccer because that was what that, that was a pro game and move he's in his 30s late 30s he's been running up and down he's covered a lot of distance he's and he had some more minutes to play in the game before the penalties so that was a decision a smart tactical foul as well as to say a Fernandina S foul that had to be done and the speed at the speed at, at which he executed the, the foul was just hilarious and as well as his mind games with the rat faced Jordi Alba um, gimmicks that he would not have pulled on Sergio Ramos but for whatever reason Jordi Alba just was was suckered into it and he he seems to relish these these moments he was smiling also at the tournament before penalties he's smiling this was his tournament he's not the player of the tournament but meme of the tournament and that tackle that foul will be taught in, in some defense against the dark arts class in Italy and in the rest the rest of the western Europe uh, how and when to foul your opponent okay uh, my moment at the tournament was what Chong said the revival of Ericsson um, I think everybody in that whole sequence was just should be commended for what they were able to do from the captain from the danish players to the the, the response of the, the fans on both sides to the referees fast actions to the medical team everything was just that's how you should react that's a blueprint for how you should react should something unfortunate like that happen during a game and the other moment i would just want to put in was pogba's goal against switzerland i think it was a spectacular strike i thought that fans were going to go all the way after that went in top bins but wasn't to be so alright Chung I'm going to circle back to you favourite young player at the tournament Pedrick anybody want to put that in everybody everybody (laughs) alright um I I have two actually go on Taj well define young what is the age Right, under 22. Yeah, Adam's guard as well from Denmark. Under 22. That was going to be my Okay, all right. Okay. All right, so 
Um, I have both Pedri and Jeremy Doku, aka the Super Sam. So those two. Alright. Um, as Javaran said, Pedri was mine, obviously hands down. But the 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 other one that really impressed me was Damsgaard, 21 years old, to come in as the replacement of your country's talisman in Christian Eriksen to put on a perform performances like that, especially the goal against England, the free kick, chef's kiss. And I think yeah. he has a big future that ahead was, of him. That's very good. Another impressive one was Saka. That was very good. But but he, he I said yeah, Saka and Doku are the same age. I think nineteen. Um, but yeah, so I, I love Saka too, definitely. So many. But if I had to choose the one, uh, it'd be Pedri. Yeah, it would be Pedri. I think Pedri came out as the best for this tournament. All right, so we'll just go finish it off now. So that was best young player, best overall player. Who brought you the most joy as a player in this tournament? Chong. For me, the most joy is the fact that um, CR7 will get the, the, the leading goal score. Because, um, I mean, that's his game now. You see me? So he has um, succeeded in that area. Is me delivered um, with the most goals, so seriously. All right. Um, Cards, was your favorite player? My favorite player is um, Kiesa. I mean, it gives me joy to see him dribble with the ball. Like, we're not talking a slow dribble either. We're at, we just said the man play with grenade in his shoes, and I think Chung or, or Tad say, he have rocket launcher in his boots. The man dribble at amazing speeds and in possession at the ball. You can ask Declan Rice. You can ask Rice because he's dead in a show today. No, and, 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 and Phillips. <laughs> and Phillips. And Phillips. Three and, today. <laughs> and we see him play for Juventus, yes. But I want him to play for Liverpool now because he see what he can do. And put him on that left wing, put him on that right wing. A danger, brother. Holy for trouble today. So I might play the tournament. But... All right. Taja, I, I would expect something similar from you as well. Yeah, but I'll just phrase it. The son of Enrico Chiesa. Javan, I'm assuming, is a Spanish goalkeeper for you. Yes, but all right. But all right, a trio of Simon. He, he he made up for his mistake in that same that same game where where where, where his foot would have failed him with a with a with a brilliant save in the second half. And Kielin is just just the revival of Kielin. And I've I've never seen this seen 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 this man smile so much because in the games, in the club football games, of course, where where the games are a bit harder, he's He's always seen, seen seen as the hard man, and he was the hard man for the for the tournament. But he was smiling a bit more, and he and he showed different elements of the dark arts, where it's not about outright deception, but you have to you have to kill him with a smile sometimes. Okay, all right. So so my player was also Kiesa. He scored some great goals in the tournament. Once one specifically in the match against Spain, where where, where he curled it literally into the into the top corner from. As sweet as you can get of a curler in the box. Uh, yeah, yeah. He never score one good goal against Belgium, too. Yeah. yeah. No, not the curler when he no. control it. No, with the Austria. Right I think it Austria. I, I think Austria. 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 Yes. 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 For real. Austria. Iman Pesina. But even when he's not scoring, it's impressive. Because it, it runs them alone, just just make defense um I'm tired. So and shout out, shout out, shout out to Doku's second half performance. Yeah, Doku was Do, in, Do in the last game. Doku yeah. general, good shout out. All right, this so was that... an amazing Euros. I tell you, no like Yeah, it was. When I sit down and watch any kind of football match, whether I was was in the group stage or the finals this evening. I was thoroughly entertained whether I had a horse in the race or not, whether side A or B I'm a favorite or not. The match was a damn good match. 
Not tell you no lie. The only two matches that were to me lopsided where team just never show up was when Spain beat up well, well Slovakia or, or Slovenia, one of those sides. Five nil. And the Ukraine. <laughs> and and then Ukraine and, and England. Yeah, those are the only two disappointing matches in terms of com- level of competition. But the rest of them Oh, there's one where Denmark win four nil. Oh yeah, um Denmark Russia. Didn't show up for that yes, How about games Turkey? And if you want uh, the biggest Disappointment at the Euros, it has to be Turkey. Has to be Turkey. Yeah, you remember um Matthew when when before Euros start, I'm mean, sending the group there, group A. I'm mean, gonna say which one of them two teammates I think I got through. Yeah, I thought Turkey that, was gonna go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Italian Turkey. I'm gonna say, but one to the Swiss army knife there. Because Tur- Turkey, Turkey, you're right, is a very good side historically. But yeah, it's strange though. No, I but guess... Taj, as yeah, tell me, so them couldn't even get third spot. Yeah, that's strange. <laughs> that, that's... That's, it's shocking, it's shocking. <laughs> They had the Yilmaz, they had Soyonku, they had the um the, the, the Juventus defender there, Demiral. I mean Kaba couldn't even get into the side yeah. as, as as a as a defender. So they have a decent side. Yusuf Yazichi who are playing for, for Lille, French champions. Unda. Yeah. Yeah, man, By the way, which side I think is the most impressive side? Impressive side. Outside of the winners. Like a team we never expect. No, it happened Denmark, Denmark, don't you? Yeah. They, are the, they, the Denmark. they took the dark horse. Um, they were the most. Title. All right, so Taj, just give you a quick run through your team for Copa. Oh, all right. Sorry. Um, So the keeper, Martinez, of course, shouldn't be surprised. Aston Villa needs to start paying this nigga more. Um, so yes, Martinez, excellent um, for Argentina. Montiel is my right back. Argentina recycle um defenders like well. Um, but one of the standouts is always him, Montiel. So I've big him up. So he's my right back. Our left back is from Peru, and that's Lopez, who um is a warrior. Um I I've noticed he plays well, especially against Brazil. The two times they play, um, and I, I'm impressed with Lopez. A big up Lopez. The two um, central defenders. I gave Thiago Silva over Marquinhos. Um, I don't know. It, it, it seemed like he played better. I, I didn't. I didn't really look at stats for this one. I just. I use the eye test and Thiago Silva we know he was injured before the uh, before the Copa start but he came back and looked solid and beside him I have Jimenez from Uruguay um another another Marshall round of the back of course midfield midfield on the right of course I have one Quadrado another one of Juventus's engine I've, I've so many superlatives can describe one Quadrado but excellent player and excellent um, com- um tournament managed to get third place for his side. On the left in the midfield is Diaz, who we know is um joint top scorer with, with Messi. Another impressive um player this this tournament. So yeah, big up Diaz. And in the middle, of course, you have De Paul. We don't have much to say about that. Yesa is his display in the, in the finals. I think he was the, the player of the tournament in my opinion. Yeah, no, sorry, the player of that match, in my opinion. I I'd even give him over De Maria. So De Paul, excellent. And the front three shouldn't be surprising. Um, of course, the goat on the right. Um, and I don't have to tell you why. He has the trophy with both trophies, player the tournament and the, the, the Copa America. Um, Neymar on the left, and in the center, I put Cavani. Now I could have 
chosen um, Lautura, who has one more goal than Cavani, but Lautura has missed so many crucial chances. And I, I, I trust Cavani, who his team really didn't show up for him, but he still managed to execute execute well. And sad to see Uruguay drop out so early, but hey, it is what it is. And that's my line of Copa America. All right, anybody have anything to say on that? No, I just think that's that I think that's the best lineup that, that could have been put out. Thank I don't really sir. have any issues with it. Leo, Luis Diaz is a baller, you know, man. Luis Diaz is a baller, dog. I don't even know where this man just pop up so dog. Yo, I th- I think he play, play for Porto and I never and I check. I'm gonna check. Yeah, but Porto I think it's play, Porto, but I'm gonna see him in the Champions League versus. I never saw him. So. I never saw him against oh, Chelsea. Free. Never see him. Yeah, no. I, I wasn't following him, but until this competition and yeah, big up the boss. Big you know, have to look back. Kadim for say if in the if in the dip on the the, the lineup against Chelsea. It must there serve some injury suspension. Yeah, most. Because, yeah. yeah, because how the man plays for Colombia. Yeah. Have no, clue. no, and Rodrigo, <laughs> I'm at 24, so I'm at years. Yeah, yeah no, they're part of the night. Um, but yeah, Luis Diaz is um excellent. What was the front three again, Taji? Messi, Cavani, Neymar, Cavani. So, oh. Cavani. Well, alright. The Cavani. Yeah, I, I didn't put Martinez. I don't think, I I don't think there's Nona Basil center for. Who is Basil center for? Gabigol never start. No um, Neymar. Ne- Since the no. quarterfinal. Gabriel Jesus. Oh. Jesus. Jesus. Kanku kick somebody. So. Yeah. So him now. Him wouldn't get in. Um. I get. Was, I get that was... Latora missed some chance. So. Would, would I really be Latora alone? I would. Have... I would choose Mark. <laughs> yeah. Would have put there, but. I was thinking I but nah him 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 nah him him, him not trustworthy all the time. I thought yeah, they never make no sense. Yeah, they never Yeah, I told you I told you in a Java and some Richard Listen reached a big side for for Brazil. It don't make no sense. Yeah, Chicha like him. We're gonna find somebody. We're gonna find somebody. That's a big country now. I'm find somebody. Yeah, you need to find we need to find somebody other than Richard Listen uh Everton. Why the man they play like all Fermina because they play for one famous club. No, but Gabigol is supposed to be good in a job. Yeah, 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 be a rubbish you talk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> be a rubbish. <laughs> well, why is Fermina still, still, still in Brazil? No. Be a rubbish. But but he's actually better than Everton and Richarlison. Oh. Fermina. Stamper, I don't know yet. And Fred and all of them fool it. No, I'm with a Gabigol. I'm with a Gabigol stuff. No, but Gabigol. Fermina and say I'm a baller. And a man. Gabigol came on. Gabigol came on in the final and the Pure foolishness. Pure foolishness. Every, every yeah, attack broke right. down with him. Gabigol. That's so, right. Him this when when, when Mr. Gabigol play in the final, it remind me I went like Jamaica play and then he <laughs> take off one of the overseas ball of them and put on one of the local. <laughs> and that Gabigol remind me. I still try, brother. Literally, I don't to myself. Something come on and never impressed me that Vinicius Jr., which is strange. The man that displayed different him in, in club in you know, a Certain time in ball, yeah. but then other time in in, in my foolish. Yeah, in fact, True. in fact, there was a joke yesterday. No? They must say, "Oh, wash for Liverpool that like this man be Boston." <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, in, in the tear up Liverpool for you. Wait, in the Trent. Yeah, in the tear up Trent. In the tear up Trent. Vinicius in the tear up Trent. But not like that was Trent must have nightmare, brother. 
That was a one match this season. No, two legs. But, but see deliver a cross today. Why? If only Southgate had, an, had, had another cross at the ball. So, so you think but, Trent would have made a difference in this tournament for England, Javan? All him can do a cross. Really? Options nice, you know. It's nice to have options. But then again, probably that's still simply a battery. But I don't think Trent... Me nothing. Based on how Southgate used... Sancho and them man there. I, I yeah. struggle to think that Trent would have even play much in this yeah, that, tournament. I, yeah, he wouldn't trust him. He, he wouldn't trust him. Would I trust um Trippier Walker over him? Alright, so this brings us to the end of this episode of Hard Tackle, team of the season. Sorry, team of the Euros. Team of the Euros. We hope you enjoyed. So what's next on the agenda? Alright, so international tournaments for the most part are over and uh, club football has not started back as yet. So next on the agenda for Hard Tackle is Gold Cup. Can Jamaica go all the way? in this competition. Some news out of CONCACAF. Lozano is now out for Mexico. He, had, he suffered a head injury in, in Mexico's Nilal draw with Trinidad. So we're not going to see Lozano again in this tournament. So that means that our very own Leon Bailey is the most valuable player and arguably the best player left in this entire tournament with Alfonso Davies also out and Christian Pulisic and Kaylor Navas not being called up to their to their respective teams. So everything is falling into place for us to do something special in this tournament. And the hard tackle team is going to be with Jamaica, be with you guys every step of the way, give our analysis, our ratings and the player performances and, and any other information that you guys w- w- may want to hear or listen to. So tune in for that. We're going to do that until club football starts back and then that will be season two of Hard Tackle. We have enjoyed season one so much. We have enjoyed the opportunity to be able to speak about football. All of us here, we love football. We breathe football. So it has been a great opportunity to first have people listening to us as we give our thoughts on every match that plays. And we hope we can continue for a very long time. So season two will be out. We'll be with you again for another season of amazing football. All the tears, all the joys, all the heartbreak. We'll be here for you, with you every step of the way for that. So until then, continue listening to some Hard Tackle and we're out. Oh, This is Hard Tackle.